RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt and today is Thursday, September 10th, 2020. On today's show, Star Trek Discovery's newest star is a cat called Grudge. The official Star Trek podcast with Tawny Newsom and Paul F. Tompkins finally gets a release date, and I'm reviewing the new film Rent-A-Pal, starring Will Wheaton. All this, plus the virtual Star Trek events to look forward to this weekend, coming right up. Hey, do you guys remember Stella the Star Trek dog? Writer Nicholas Myers' pooch, who used to hang out in the writer's room for Star Trek Discovery? Well, it looks like Stella may have some competition for cutest official Star Trek pet, and their name is Grudge. Grudge is actually one of the stars of the upcoming third season of Star Trek Discovery, and his role was revealed in Discovery's Star Trek Day panel on Tuesday. Grudge's new character Book's companion, and from the pictures, he seems right at home on a starship. On Tuesday, CBS All Access tweeted out a behind-the-scenes video of Liu, the feline actor who plays Grudge, shooting some of his scenes on the Discovery set. And he seems right at home. Liu is a brown classic tabby Maine Coon cat, and weighs in at a whopping 18 pounds. Not bad for a two-year-old. Book actor David Ajala also took to Twitter to welcome Grudge to the Star Trek family, tweeting a picture of himself wearing the cat as a scarf. (laughs) Not, Not really as a scarf, but Liu, aka Grudge, at 40 inches long, including his tail, is more than long enough to drape gracefully over Ajala's shoulders. Ajala in his tweet said, Introducing Cleveland Book Booker and his ride-or-die, Grudge the Cat. Happy Star Trek Day. Oh yeah, and he tagged Grudge's Twitter handle, at Grudge underscore cat, as well. You heard that right, by the way. Grudge has his own Twitter handle. According to Twitter, it was set up in August of 2019, so you'd be forgiven for expecting that CBS has been planning his debut for a while. Please join me in welcoming Liu, a.k.a. Grudge the Cat, to the Star Trek family. On to podcast news now, and it looks like that long-overdue Star Trek podcast hosted by Tawny Newsom will finally make it to the Internet's equivalent of airwaves next Monday, September 14th. The podcast was first announced under the name Prime Directive at last year's San Diego Comic-Con with a promised fall premiere date and the current version was announced again during Tuesday's Star Trek Day festivities. The title has been changed to Star Trek The Pod Directive, and podcaster and actor Paul F. Tompkins will be joining the production to co-host with Newsom. Each episode of The Pod Directive will feature a guest interview with Star Trek luminaries, celebrity superfans, and behind-the-scenes creative professionals. The show will take a deep dive into the influence of the franchise, with in-depth discussions on the concepts, themes, and characters that have made Star Trek a lasting and meaningful contribution to the world of science fiction. Some of the guests lined up include actor and producer Ben Stiller, 
Michelle Hurd from Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Lower Decks creator Mike McMahon, and Jeff Russo, composer for Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, and Star Trek Short Treks. Star Trek The Pod Directive is officially beaming down on September 14th, with a new episode each week through November 9th. A trailer for the new show is available for you to listen to now, and you can subscribe to The Pod Directive wherever you get your podcasts. Now I've got the weekend's online events and a little something special in just a moment, but first, a word from me. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. My soul died a little bit when Think Geek stopped being Think Geek a little over a year or so ago, and it moved to GameStop. I mean, technically it's still Think Geek, but it's just harder to shop and, you know, without the awesome sales. Anyway, fast forward sometime later and I found Entertainment Earth. Entertainment Earth is an online retailer with tons of geeky toys, collectibles, and cosplay, and it slots in very nicely where the old Think Geek left off. I discovered Entertainment Earth through their affiliate program, which I will get onto in a moment, but I keep going back there because of their products. They have the biggest sellers and the obscure stuff, and they even have a collection of convention-exclusive items that are just like going to the cons. You should definitely check them out, and you should do so by first going to dailystartreknews.com forward slash entertainmentearth. When you check them out that way, they reward me with a small affiliate incentive. So you're building up your collection of awesome Star Trek stuff and helping me out at the same time. Once again, that's dailystartreknews.com forward slash entertainmentearth, and a big thanks to you for supporting this show. And now, it's on to events. When I started doing virtual Star Trek events back in March, I never envisioned it would go on for this long. But here we are. Coming off this week's Star Trek Day and the Labor Day holiday here in the United States, events are actually pretty light this weekend. But I'll update you on one big one, and then remind you of all the regular stuff that's going on so hopefully you can plan out the next few days. This Saturday, September 12th, Epic Quest is putting on a panel discussing Voyager's epic journey across the galaxy and its effect on real-life science, technology, and politics. The panel is hosted by Amy Imhoff and features Garrett Wong from Star Trek Voyager with scientists Dr. Lucila Rosines, Kayla LaFrance, and Kira Knotts, as well as lead starship designer for Star Trek Online, Thomas Maroney. You can find out more about that event at leftfieldmedia.com forward slash LFO. And of course, here's a recap of the stuff that's going on every week. If you haven't joined in yet and you're at a loose end, now would be a great time to do it. These are the Twitter watch-alongs. Hashtag All Star Trek runs Sunday through Friday at 8, 7 central and follows the Heroes and Icons channel's All Star Trek program. Hashtag TOS Sat Night starts at 9 p.m. Pacific on Saturday night and follows a different episode of the original series every week. And Hashtag Star Trek Hour is a Q&A format event every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific. Then there's Star Trek Netflix Party, hosted daily and coordinated on Facebook. Every evening, they use the Netflix Party Chrome extension to watch Star Trek together. To find out more, head over to Star Trek Netflix Party on Facebook. And finally, Sid City Social Club, hosted by Star Trek Deep Space Nine star Alexander Siddig's official fan website, 
is continuing their twice-weekly live streams on Fridays and Tuesdays. To find out more, including how to join in, head to sidcity.net. Now, if you have an online event or a gathering that you'd like for me to promote on the show, then please let me know. How are you getting together with your fellow Trekkies without leaving the house? Now, finally today, something a little bit different. A couple weeks ago, I told you about a new film that was coming out starring Will Wheaton. The folks at IFC were kind enough to send me a copy of the film to review, so I would like to share my thoughts with you. The upcoming thriller Rent-A-Pal is a small story about a lonely man who befriends a character from a VHS tape to a tragic end. It's a bit of a far cry from Star Trek. Star Trek The Next Generation alum Will Wheaton co-stars along with Brian Landis Falcons in this John Stevenson written and directed film. The story follows the adventures, or lack thereof, of the 40-year-old David, played by Falcons, who lives with and cares for his aging mother with dementia, played by Kathleen Brady. David is desperately lonely, finding just a small amount of hope in the video dating service that he subscribes to. On a visit to the service's offices to update his profile, he finds Rent-A-Pal, a VHS video starring Andy, which operates not unlike today's POV TikTok videos. Andy, played by Wheaton, asks David questions and waits for the answer before seeming to engage in further conversation. Now, in the absence of real matches through the dating service, David quickly forms a friendship with Andy and you, the audience, are left to wonder how much of the relationship is real or imagined. Then when David finally meets Lisa, played wonderfully by Amy Rutledge, his relationship with Andy takes a dark turn with tragic consequences. Rent-A-Pal is not a groundbreaking thriller. It builds on the tropes of the creepy, cursed VHS tape, the lonely and deeply disturbed middle-aged man as unreliable narrator, the burdensome aging parent as catalyst for psychosis. But in using those tropes, director Stevenson still manages to find room for surprises, which results in a feeling of satisfaction. You both know what the action will be and are surprised when it happens. What's truly outstanding about Rent-A-Pal is its use of sound to heighten suspense. Set in 1990, there's plenty of great retro music, which evokes memories, for better or for worse, of Stranger Things. But it's in the way that the sound moves and changes in the film that works the best. Andy's voice in particular is sometimes inside of and sometimes outside of the television, a device that unsettles you early on and starts you questioning almost from the start how much of Andy is real and how much is imagined. Shout out to the sound department of Aaron Del Grosso and Leslie Gaston for their work here. Now, all of the main cast performances in Rent-A-Pal are played pretty much note-perfect for me. These are not large, over-dramatic roles, and the actors keep them well in balance. Now, this would not be a Star Trek show without taking special note of Will Wheaton's performance, though. And Wheaton hits just the right notes with Andy. He's disingenuous, his lines seemed forced, and he's way over-enthusiastic about talking to David. But then, that's just what he's supposed to be. Considering that Wheaton essentially acted by himself in this film, his reactions to David work really, really well for contributing to your feeling of discomfort as the viewer. In two key scenes, Wheaton's laugh will pierce your chest with both fear and an intense sadness and embarrassment for the main character, David. 
Now, it goes without saying, Rent-A-Pal is very much not Star Trek. It is a thriller with very adult themes, and while it's not on the whole a violent or scary film, there is prolonged peril and some gore. Overall, it's a competent and satisfying film that excels at suspense and mood setting, and it is absolutely worth your time to watch. Rent-A-Pal is out from IFC Midnight in select theaters and video on demand from tomorrow, Friday, September 11th. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Allison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson, and events by Marina Kravchuk. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. Sign up for the Daily Star Trek Newsletter at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Get all the day's Star Trek news delivered straight to your inbox every weekday morning. And if email's not your thing, don't forget to follow Daily Star Trek News on social media. We're at Daily Trek News on Twitter and Instagram. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network